you go. If you have your Bible, that would be a good thing to bring out. Um, okay. Hey, Emily, can you hand me my notes? <laughs> that also might be helpful. Thank you. Okay, so three... Okay, they're saying yes. All right, I'll use it. Okay, um, so three letters I need you to remember. C, F, R. Y'all got it? C, F, R? Okay. Um, so C stands for creation. Um, and so I know that there are maybe a lot of different things that you have heard of maybe in school um maybe that like you learned in science um just about our world and how it came to be um but like did the galaxies and planets and stars just appear out of nowhere or did they simply just like pop up in outer space um there are a lot of like questions i think that are thrown out um these days about our universe and how it came to be and many scientists will turn to the Big Bang Theory to explain these types of questions and that sort of thing. And although they can speculate on how our universe came to be, they don't ever answer the question of why everything came to be. And more importantly, why we are here. Um, like, what is our purpose? Um, but as Christians, Scripture is our ultimate authority. And we talked about that or Ryan, I'm sure, talked about that last week at midweek, talking about the word and how it's truth. And so the Bible answers life's major questions that we have. Um, and I don't want you to be mistaken. Like, science is not the enemy, um, but it doesn't give us the final answer. And so the very first book of the Bible, Genesis, um, describes the most trustworthy explanation of how and why um, we're here and no, it's not a science book that's filled with charts and tables and formulas. Um, and it certainly doesn't give us a second-by-second second explanation of how everything came to be. But we can't let that cloud our understanding in what God has clearly decided to show us in his word. Everything starts with God. And Genesis 1 through 2 shows us that humans, sunflowers, eagles, fill in the blank, they all find themselves under one common category. Do y'all know what that is? What is it? Yeah, creation. They were created by God. Um, in Genesis 1, 31, if y'all want to look there, it says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Um, so scripture describes mankind as like the pinnacle of God's creation and the only being living in real relationship with God, right? Um, God only gave Adam one limitation in Genesis 2.9. Um, he tells him not to eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? Um, does anybody know why he gave him that limitation? Was it like just because? Probably not, right? 
Um, it wasn't just for fun. Um, God's commands are good, and they are for our good. Don't miss that. Um, they are good, and they are for our good. And there's a book called Rooted, and it says, It seems like God was showing him what it looked like to tangibly trust him. The tree was a constant reminder of faith. By not eating from this tree, Adam showed that he was confident that God's commands were good and trustworthy. So that's what it would have been if he had chosen not to eat of it. Um, but at that point, um, Adam and Eve's relationship was perfect with one another, and more importantly, their relationship with God was perfect. Um, we had perfection in the Garden of Eden. And that's the end of the story, right? Not quite. Um, our destruction came from deception, and deception that God wasn't going to take care of us. Um, in Genesis 3, that is when the fall happens. So that's the F that I talked about earlier, CFR. Um, so I want you all to be thinking about this question as we're kind of talking. We're going to talk about it later in our little discussion groups. But what evidence do you see in the world that it is not as it should be? Not only that, but what evidence do you see in your own life um, that shows that it's not as it should be. If we keep reading in Genesis, um, we find that paradise was lost. And in chapter 3, verse 1, Satan challenges God's command to stay away from the tree. And we see that Satan likes to twist God's words. And so it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And if we continue reading, we see that the fall occurs, um, that Adam and Eve thought that their ways were better. They thought that um, God was holding out on them. And so they chose to eat that fruit, and sin enters the world, and after that, nothing was the same. Um, Ephesians 2 one through three. It says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature ch children of wrath like the rest of mankind. And in Romans 5, 18-19, it says, Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. Um, so just like it says in those verses, because of one man's disobedience, all of us, all of us were made sinners and must deal with the consequence of being separated from God because that's what sin did, right? We had that perfect relationship with him. Um, in the garden, and because of the fall, and because of sin, 
we were separated. And so that relationship with God was broken. Um, our relationships were with each other were broken. Um, and because of that, we were separated. Um, and so that perfect relationship was God, but God wasn't finished because God doesn't leave his people in the mess. Um, he had a plan for our redemption, and uh, we needed to be delivered from sin and its effects. And so deliverance from sin, which would be like the undoing of Satan's work in the Garden of Eden, is found in the person and work of Jesus Christ, right? Um, and so that leads us to the last letter, um, which is redemption. And it's God's intervention. And this wasn't a backup plan. Um, God had a plan for us in redeeming us in our relationship with him the entire time. And so we are in Ephesians. Um, now if we're looking at verse 4 through 5, it says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. So you can see in that last part, it says, made us alive together with Christ. Um, and so we are together again. And so that is what redemption is. It's bringing us back to that perfect relationship with God. And we can only do that through Jesus and through his redeeming sacrifice for us on the cross, right? Um, Ephesians 2, 6, it says, And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And so that bridge, um, that gap that we had between us and God, that sin had separated us, the bridge was made possible by Jesus Christ, right? And so choosing to place our trust and faith and salvation in him is how that relationship was made right again, right? Um, so I want you all to listen to this. Um, it says, the Bible tells us that Jesus, who was very involved in the act of creation, is also involved in the act of sustaining creation. Colossians 1.17 says, He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And Hebrews 1.3 says, He upholds the universe by the word of his power. So follow where I'm going here. Um, when the Romans arrest Jesus, they grab him with hands that he not only created... Because Jesus created us, right? God created us. Um, but was at the time sustaining. In essence, the power they use to grab him comes from him. With muscles that he powers, they stretch their hands back and slap his face. They use the glands that he controls to work up the saliva to spit on him. They nail him with metal that he created to a tree that he spoke into existence. And he is able to stop it at any moment. So when y'all hear that, you can hear and see that it was costly. Um, it was costly, but it also exemplified his humility in that um, God became flesh. And as a sacrifice for our sin, um, he paid that sacrifice so that we may be right with him again. Um, 
And so I want y'all to think about that and think about the cost and that um, it's not just, it's not just, oh yeah, Jesus died for me. Um, it was a real thing. And it, this, these letters, CFR, the story, um, it has an effect on us too. Um, this isn't just some like made up like story in a book. Um, this is real. Um, and so I want y'all to think about this. This is like the story of Jesus. And as Christians, um, if you are a Christian or if you are a believer, like this is our story. We hope that you've enjoyed the message today and that it will be a source of encouragement to you this week. At Champion Forest Baptist Church, we desire to help people make sense out of life through Christ-centered living. And that's because with Christ, we have hope and true satisfaction. The Bible clearly states that all men have offended God by worshiping things He created instead of Him. We have chosen to reject His authority in our life and look for satisfaction in things He created instead of Him, which is ultimately pointless given that He is truly the only thing that can satisfy us completely. He is the perfection of everything we seek. The problem is, though, that once we have sinned against Him by turning to these other things, a gap is created between us, not allowing us to access Him anymore to find this satisfaction. God's character demands that our rebellion be accounted for before He forgives us. And this is the beauty of the message of Jesus. Christ is perfect in every way. He never rebelled against God, and He took upon our punishment on Himself so that we could be reconciled to God and be fully satisfied in Him, gaining eternal life. We need Jesus because without Him we are without hope, both in this life and for eternity. Turn to Christ alone for forgiveness and find satisfaction fully in our great God. Once again, thanks for joining us today, and we hope to see you soon.